We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. That's right, Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. Thanks for hanging out with us uh, just after 9 o'clock. Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer hanging out with you for the next while. Joe, I we have new phones in the studio. Oh, sh- we sure do. I think they're cool. I like them. Except for when they didn't work. Yeah. That, that that wasn't rough. That was 10 minutes of what the heck is going on? Do we have bad information? Did I give the hosts bad information? Turns out uh, they froze for a little bit, but they're back. <laughs> you can call in, uh, and we would love to talk with you. That's right. 803-0930. Uh, the, the, we're up and working. We're back working right now. Um, 803-0930 to weigh in. I have to, we have to begin, Joe, with something that I saw. I mentioned to you earlier. And I'm still, it was, I don't have many, like, laugh out loud <laughs> things, right? There's very few things that make me literally laugh out loud. It right. has to be very funny to me in order to do that. And some of, you know, these things, they're, they're not even jokes or anything. But it's somebody posted this on Twitter. And I don't know why. It's, it's the um, preposterousness of how it just, it's so silly, that this is apparently true, which I, I don't know how true it, it is, but apparently this is true. Somebody tweeted, four U.S. senators are literally older than chocolate chip cookies, <laughs> which is just astounding. And, and they cited uh, Wikipedia, which has the chocolate chip cookie as being invented in 1938. Yes. Which is that true? According to Wikipedia, and I believe everything Wikipedia says. I mean, but like, I'm not, they cited their work. I'm not going to have a better answer for you. It just seems no. like chocolate chip cookies would be older than 100, right? Mm, I mean, doesn't seem like the oldest, uh, to me, it just seems like the it's the time tested classic. Well, the sugar cookie came first. It did? I believe so, yes. And then they said, we can't put. Chocolate chips and these. This isn't good. We have to do something different. I never would have guessed that. I just would have assumed chocolate chip cookies been I around mean, since America. I yeah. I would. I would have thought that you know George Washington was uh, w- was eating chocolate chip cookies. But if the internet says 1938, Brian, I have no reason. I you know I cannot get in the DeLorean and go back and prove this. So let's go with it. 
four U.S. senators older than the chocolate chip cookie, <laughs> including uh, the two oldest, Feinstein and Grassley, who were both born in 1933, which is just, I, just that. So it's possible they were around. I mean, they were, you know, somewhere when someone They're said— They're one of the first. Yeah, let's put some chocolate first chips in line. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Their parents made chocolate chip cookies the first time they heard about it, came down the telegraph or whatever. Imagine that filibuster, if you will. I would sit through it. I remember the first chocolate chip cookie. Oh, I'd sit. Oh, yeah. Excuse me? Yeah. Yes, that's what. When they first made the chocolate chip cookie, Mr. Tollhouse, um, (laughs) just that would be, I would sit through that. I would sit through. A 12 hour long story about the first one. And I said, I said, Mr. Tollhouse, these need to be chewy. These aren't chewy enough. And, you know, back to the kitchen you went? You mean when you first had chocolate? No, no, no. The first. That's right. (laughs) Chocolate chip cookie. That's uh, unbelievable. Um, And we were talking about a couple things this morning, uh, Joe, that I want to throw out there to you and everybody. And that was deer and wildlife nuisances. Oh, yeah. And, of course, the ongoing dispute at the Eastern Hills Mall between the mall and the Buffalo store. And I guess, why don't we start there with this? Because we both kind of reacted the same way yesterday to this story. And I want to know if you're on the same page um, still today. Because I don't know if I necessarily am. Yesterday, you know, you first hear this story. The owner of the Buffalo store, or BFLO store, locked out of his own store. Right. Uh, The mall was preventing him from leaving, saying he was uh, damaging things inside. He can't take this, can't take that. And it just seemed like, and this you kind of agreed with this yesterday, that it looked like sour grapes, right, from the mall and from uh, Uniland, who uh, runs the mall, that, you know, here we have a big tenant leaving out of a mall that's kind of withering away. And it seemed like sour grapes. Like, no, you can't leave. We're going to park a big excavator, literally, in front of the doors so you can't get out of here. And is that accurate to say, like, how you felt when you first heard this? Yeah, when I first, you know, I thought it was just the owners of Eastern Hill being upset because, as you said, it is a it is a mall. Again, their plans are to make this something that's not a mall. Uh, but for what it is right now, the BFLO store, that part of the mall, was very attractive, right? It was bringing people back in to the Eastern Hills Mall. They didn't come to an, uh, to an agreement. And when I saw this... Uh, yesterday morning, I was thinking, wow, they're really, you know, they're, this is kind of petty. Um, you know, they're losing one of their biggest tenants. This is, this is not a good look. But again, that's early reactions. And but do you, you learn do you information. feel the same way? Uh, today, um, after hearing from other tenants in the building, in the mall, uh, and seeing some of these pictures, again, I don't know what their agreement was, right? The conversation you had with uh, Judge Wolfgang. I don't know what their agreement was, but, I mean, they've made it to where if you are at a restaurant at that part of the mall, you can't even use the bathrooms. And I just, I again, I don't know what their agreement is, but this is not a good look. For? For the Buffalo store. Okay. I am, uh, after hearing more information, I don't know. 
I don't know what to think about that. I think this is super interesting. And the one thing that clouds it up is, just like what you said, just like when we were speaking with uh, the former state Supreme Court judge Wolfgang earlier this morning, you can't really judge this situation fairly without seeing the actual agreement. We talked with the owner of the Buffalo store yesterday, right? And he said that in the agreement, he had his lawyers tell him, it's fine. Anything you put into it because of the nature of the agreement, you can take out. That still being said, does this seem a lot like, I, to me, this, it's almost an exact parallel to somebody who bought a house right. in a bad neighborhood and fixed it up to be a mansion. Because it's almost kind of what happened here. You got a house in a bad neighborhood. You got a store in the Eastern Hills Mall. And what's what's around you? It's a food desert, right? There's no more food court. Right. It's um, a lot of vacant properties that have just kind of been left abandoned. It's uh, the things that are there, they put junk all over the place, right? And uh, it's littered all over the front yard. Those are great stores. <laughs> they're great stores, <laughs> I know. But it's you, you can see the parallels, right, that uh, they're running here. And yet, despite that, you decide, all right, I'm going to set up shop here. And I'm not just going to reside here, but I'm going to fix it up and turn it into a mansion inside of this bad, dying neighborhood. Right. And that's kind of what happened. And then now when it's time to leave, when I, you know, I don't know the nature of why the, you know, divorce happened in the first place. Could not come to an agreement. But when it's time for you to decide, all right, well, now I'm leaving it's you built up this home in the middle of a bad neighborhood, and now you leave it, and you're saying, well, okay. It would be like me, Joe. I, I just uh, got finished redoing a room on the second floor of my house. It would be like me saying, all right, we're selling the house, but, you know, yeah, I paid for this floor. I paid for this light fixture, uh, the curtains, and everything that's installed in here. I'm taking it all with me. Right. And you're not allowed to do that. Now... That's maybe he is allowed to do that per the terms of the lease. I don't know. I'm I don't have the lease in front of me, and even if I did, Joe, I'm not a no, lawyer to be I, able to tell you exactly what is in there. But it does kind of give you that sense, right? Of it's a little bit of that. It is a little bit of there are certain things that you can and can't do to a place you reside in, and whether that's you residing in as a business or as a homeowner, or as a tenant. And it's just generally the rule, again, might not be the rule in this instance, but it's generally the rule that when you install fixtures like a floor, right, like a light fixture, a chandelier, a fan, windows, doors, that's kind of there in the building whether you're there or not, that is now a part of the building. I, I mean, I am still to the point where I am shocked that the Eastern Hills Mall didn't do everything to keep the Buffalo store there because of what they did with that space. That that being said, um, yeah, you know, things like the floor. Now, Brian, you know more about flooring and stuff like that. Can you really rip it up from one part and put it down somewhere else? Like, I would have a feeling that's difficult to do if you've I would think so, too. Right? As someone who's put floor down. Yeah. yeah. So are they taking the floor up to say, hey, we're, we're just taking this and then throwing it out? You know what I mean? Because 
from what, what I understand, again, I don't know how much of this has been made public, but from what I understand, the owners of another tenant um, in that building were under the impression that all that was going to be untouched uh, because, remember, they all share the same bathroom. And now you're ripping up lighting, you're ripping up flooring that leads to the bathroom. That's going to be an issue. Uh, and also, an, uh, the other tenant uh, is taking over the event center. Now, did they know before that the bar was, you know, that the floor was going to be ripped out, the lighting was going to be ripped out? Again, what was the communication? But I, I think it's a bad look. This time yesterday, I was saying I think it's a bad look for the Eastern Hills Mall um, owners. Again, we don't have the full story. I'm sure you will one day. This doesn't look good. Ripping up flooring. I mean, is that going in the TJ Maxx building? I, I find that hard to believe. And again, you know, if, okay, uh, they rented the place out. This would go the same if you were in a, an apartment. Right. And you put new, you know, I don't know why you would do this. No. But again, you know, to the point, if you put new windows in the apartment, they're staying there. Yeah. You don't get to rip out the windows uh, when you move out, even though you might have paid for that or some brand new light, which is why generally, Joe, I kind of backtrack all the way to this point. And that is, why did you do it in the first place? Yeah. Unless you were going to stay there. And again, this there's so many unanswered questions into the, uh, you know, back and forth between the two sides. But I just can't imagine doing it. And I thought this a few times walking through the store, seeing how nice it was and kind of thinking, wow, I can't imagine putting all this work into this store that is attached to a mall that you're not allowed to be in past 4 at p.m. because there's nothing open. See, I, I thought it was the beginning of the transformation of the mall, which we've talked about many times. It, you know, It's going to become this town center. It's going to be mixed with residential and retail. And, and I was like, oh, this is the beginning of that because you have retail. You had a restaurant, a bakery. You had all that there. I always thought this was the beginning of... Of the Eastern Hills Mall development to whatever they're going to call themselves, Eastern Hills Living, the Eastern Hills Town. Um, obviously, Brian, I was mistaken. And, you know, I, I would also like to hear from the other tenants uh, that are in that part of the mall that the Buffalo store brought in and, and how they feel this morning um, or, or today, you know, with the space they have pretty much being ripped up. If you replace what you put in, at the end of the day, I guess it's not an issue. You have to do that in a way that doesn't disrupt the business going on right. in the mall. And you have to communicate that. And it just also seems like unnecessary work. You know, now you're paying, you paid to change everything. Now you're going to pay to do all the work to change everything over again, right. to leave it in working condition, and to take everything else. So, um, somebody said, you know, was it all personalized or color, logo matched? Flooring and furnishings. Uh, this comment on our text board, 8030930, if you want to weigh in on either side of this. Wait. And I was thinking about this show. Uh, do you remember Galleons at the Walden Galleria yes. Mall? And for forever, as long as I can remember, even after that became Dick's, <laughs> there was on the floor, yeah, uh, in like stone or you know, flooring or whatever, mar I don't know what floor uh, style it was, but Galleons, you know, yeah. written in the floor big, even after it was already gone. Because you're not going to rip up that part, even if it is your logo. Right. You're not ripping up that part of the floor 
and taking it with yeah, you in a moving my, truck to put it somewhere else. Taking my Galleons logo. <laughs> because it's it's installed in the floor. It's just kind of one of those things. The They had a big rock climbing wall, too. That That's their thing. That's their trademark. They left it in there. By the way, the fact that Dix didn't take that over and continue that tradition at the Galleria Mall was a heartbreaker. Oh, yeah. It would have been very nice yeah, yeah. because it was left there right. for whoever took that over next. It, it ended up being Dick's. Joe, it could have been uh, Russell Salvatore's newest restaurant with a rock climbing yeah, wall. He would have kept the wall. Yeah, yeah. In a suit, climbing up the rock climbing wall, it could have been a very good attraction. But, you, but the point was, it was a fixture that was kind of left in. And that's just the norm yeah. of what you see just about everywhere. Go walk around. Eastern Hills is a great example. Go walk around a mall that has a lot of empty space, right? Boulevard Mall. What do you see in, inside those empty spaces, Brian? Fixtures that were made specifically for those stores, right? Yeah. And most of those stores didn't go out of business. They just closed that location. Mm-hmm. But you walk by uh, an old, well, there's never an old ba- uh, Bath and Body Works because they stay open until the mall's uh, completely closed. Uh, but you walk by something like that. What are you going to see? The shelves that are made for them. You're going to see old signage. An old Disney store. You yes. can always identify by the outside even if it's not a disney store anymore an old pizza hut you know when you're driving by it because the roof is the same pizza hut didn't just take the roof off their building and say well this is ours because we put it on there to make it look like everything else and uh, we're gonna take it off also the lighting from old pizza huts if you go to there's a old pizza hut that's now a um a, a different restaurant but if you walk in there it is still the seating, the lighting really? from Pizza Hut. <laughs> That's pretty funny. On our text board, somebody's saying, you know, it all depends on the terms of their lease. Right. And but that, that's what the question is. Some uh, businesses have, you know, proprietary, uh, proprietary decor in the leases that they deal with. All fixtures must stay, even if. And again, it does all depend on the terms of the lease. I'm just trying to get behind the mindset of it all. Uh, Julia, you're on WBEN. I hope Hi. we're taking the call the right way. I'll it's make my... this short because I've got a place to go. Do you remember when Bonton went out of business in Eastern Hill Mall? Sure. And they sold everything down to the carpet, the fixtures. You know how much money they made off of that? They made $100,000 at least off of that. I have a company called Cotton Holding and Concepts LLC that I just started in the Buffalo, New York area, Western New York, actually. Erie County, I'm expanding it to, and the, and the East Coast. And they made about 105k off of that. All of those fixtures, it was in the term of the lease that they could sell whatever they want to. And if you remember, as Bonton got back down to the bare bones, you would go in and you'd see fixtures for sale. People from other stores buy that stuff, and I've seen other places. And that's why the Buffalo Company is probably in their lease agreement that they can sell fixtures. And if they can't remove everything, they're going to remove it, sell them in a different place. I've done HDTV type renovations. And you resell things, and you get money from it. Julia, you bring up a good point. It's a small company. I do need to go. You you bring up a good point where, listen, you don't want somebody else selling your stuff if you're able to do it. I guess part the the thing that I'm thinking in my mind is if that was a term of the lease, you probably needed a lot more lead time, right? Yeah. Is is that what I'm trying to think here? You needed to start this process of – disassembling the old location, replacing things in there, and doing it in a a slower fashion than what appeared to be 
to the landlord and to other people in there, ripping everything out at once without properly notifying everybody your intention to replace everything that was necessary. And again, I think a big thing of this, Brian, would be communication. Hey, I know what this looks like. We're coming back tonight. We have a crew here, you know, especially to the other tenants. Hey, this is going to be fine by the time you open tomorrow. Uh, that lack of communication, I think, looks bad. Um, also, I'm not a lawyer, a, a legal mind, a, a, a whatever, so I might sound dumb here. So you can call me out all you want on the uh, text board. Um, but Bonton, I feel, was a different situation. There might have been a communication there because what happened after the Bonton left, they tore it down. So that might have been a different situation because Eastern Hills was already tearing that down to put Raymore in Some Flanagan. Some of those big stores own the actual store. store. Yeah. They don't lease it out from the malls either. As someone who worked at a store that would buy their locations before opening them, yes, there, there is a difference between owning mm -hmm. uh, the property and leasing or renting the property. Um, and a lot of great comments coming in. We'll get to uh, more of your calls and everything. 803-0930 after the break. I mean, listen, what if you put the old windows back? What if you put the old light fixtures back? Absolutely, you can do that. I guess my question at the end of the day is, why did you switch it out in the first place? Right. If you're not going to be there full time, if you're not going to do that, I, I question the why in the first place. Why would anyone, and it's, it is a different situation, but it's not all that dissimilar to buying a house in the worst block of town and turning it into the nicest house in the entire zip code. Why do it in the first place? 803-0930, if you want to join us, Beamaz and Beamer. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's Beamaz and Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Right back here, Beamaz and Beamer on WBEN. We've been... Uh, Talking about this dispute happening at the Eastern Hills Mall, the Buffalo store, and Uniland. And it is, I, I, you know, I've come to just this, Joe. It is not, because so much of this, as we talked with the uh, former state Supreme Court judge, Penny Wolfgang, earlier this morning. I mean, so much of this is in the terms of the contract, right? And so, like, it, the contract spells it out. What you are and aren't 
allowed to do per terms of the agreement. Right. So this talk is less about what you are and aren't actually allowed to do. And it's just kind of more about feeling of what is and isn't right. Yes. And I, I think that's where both sides don't look that hot. I, I, <laughs> I do predict that. I mean, both – not predict. I can see it. Uh, both sides do not look good, right? I mean, I think at the end of the day, both sides will take a negative hit in the public uh, opinion. And for companies like that, public opinion is important. I, on one hand, you have the mall locking out one of its tenants from its own store yes. while it still it's still was a bad presumably paying rent. It, almost as if like – Hugging onto like a toddler on its uh, uh, parents' ankle, uh, saying, "No, you can't leave." Like, well, dropping me off at daycare. Right. Uh, like, don't leave me <laughs> here with another empty space. Yeah. Is what it kind of looked like. And then on the other hand, you have uh, l- listen. There are you know you can leave it as you found it. If you uh, rip up something and put it back exactly the way you found it, uh, that is all well and good. But why go through the, what I'm assuming, exorbitant expense, new floors, windows, total reshaping of a place if you're planning on taking it all with you? Or you're not planning to stay there long term? Or you don't own the place outright? I can't imagine leasing space. Right. And then putting money in to transform the entire place. And then just, you know, as we were mentioning, this is more about the feeling of what's right. Generally speaking, you put in a fixture. You transform the face of something that you're leasing out. You leave those things behind. Yeah. That's just generally how it's done. And again, that's the lease might say completely otherwise. Right. But going on just your gut feeling as to what's right generally that's what's right and, and you know to go back on uh, on that brian you know why would you put all this in if you didn't own it i don't know the answer to that but again maybe they felt that they were the you know they were what eastern hills was going to build around right this is we're the beginning we've got a restaurant we've got a store we got the retail we've got um an event center this was again that's why i thought maybe they were under the same impression and, and they heard rumblings or they were told uh you know this we're not going in this direction anymore but you would think again back to my my point about that being the beginning of the new eastern hills event center restaurant retail maybe the buffalo store people were under the same uh reasoning and that's why they got out of it so maybe that's why they did all this work um but like you said they did the work it, it is that feeling of what's right and i think these pictures of you know bare space that's supposed to be shared space um and light fixtures gone i think that's a bad again both visually bad looks for ba- both companies i just i go back to the original and the more i thought about it, and we, we stated at the top of the show that you know originally what does it look like it looks like sour grapes on the terms uh in terms of the mall saying hey don't go we don't like right. uh, another place leaving our mall that's i mean dwindling it like we said no food court no I, you walk through there's not a lot of action no. going on through the mall it's got two anchors but you know the more i think about it i just go to the beginning and say i would think it's a mistake from the buffalo store to do the work, Joe, even if you did think that you were going to stay there long term, you're going to be the anchor of the new look yeah. Eastern Hills Lifestyle Center. You know, don't call it a mall. Call it whatever you want. You know, events, all this stuff. 
if you didn't own the spot, I just can't think of a good reason to make all the big, huge improvements. We completely transform that space. I Without ownership of what you're doing. And, you know, like we said, this is in the lease. Maybe it's in the lease that, okay, you make these improvements, you get to take it back. But, you know, to what extent does that? I, right. I mean, you're reshaping the entire front end of the store, the, the whole open. You know, to what extent? Right. Does that go? I, I To make that investment, and that's saying beside the point that you, I mean, you look out the big mall entrance to the Buffalo store, what is soon to be the former Buffalo store. What are you looking out to? Right? Yeah. I, I mean, just think about that. You're standing inside the store. It's so beautiful. It's got all this great stuff going on for it. And then you look out to, I mean, a scene out of a horror movie. Right. Beside. <laughs> Beside Duff's, obviously. Duff's yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that was, but I don't think you can really see. Can you see that from the main entrance? It might be a little too far to the left. It depends how, yeah, how zoomed in you are. And, and again, I want people to know, we're not talking about signage. Of course, they're, they're able to take their signage. They've moved it over to the new TJ Maxx build, or to the old, to the TJ Maxx building. TJ Maxx is still there. They've moved the signage. No one's talking about signage, but when you're ripping up flooring, again, I, I, I don't know anything about when it comes to, you know, household improvements or, or putting in flooring, I just can't imagine that you're ripping up that flooring and going to be able to install it in the new space. Uh, I just, to me, that just, it's not a good look. Leaving light fixtures out so when tenants of other stores might want to use the, uh, the restrooms, now there's no light. Again, bad look. And uh, again, that communication, uh, it seems like that was lacking. And, you know, maybe, maybe it's just timeline. Maybe if this whole process started a little bit earlier and it was made clear to everybody that communication yes. was there, what you're going to do, this will all be replaced. Well, this all seems little very by little. Their new store is opening in three days. So, yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, so it does seem a little bit rushed. Joe, the other thing we were talking about this morning was uh, wildlife, uh, nuisance or nature, right? And which one does it fall under for you? And so much of the focus was on deer. Yes. Because deer is always really the focus, right? They're big. They're noticeable uh, when they're in your yard. They do a lot of damage. They do a lot of damage if you hit one with the car, for sure. And that's the biggest nuisance of deer, right? Yes. I mean, I don't... When's the last time you have... Unless you have a garden of some sort that deer are just chomping down on. I mean, generally speaking, if there's deer in your yard or across the street, you're, you know... They're just passing through. They're fine. Yeah. I, I would never describe as a nuisance. You're out in the park, you know, you see deer. All right, just kind of stay away, right? Um, my biggest nuisance, though, by far, well, it's two things. It's Canadian geese, and then it's the people who hear me say it's Canadian geese and say, well, actually, it's Canada geese. Those are my biggest nuisances yeah. when it comes to wildlife in western New York. Yeah, I, I will I will go with, as someone who's hit a deer, um, I will say deer... Uh, geese, obviously, for um, for the the, the gifts they they uh, they leave behind. Um, but deer for me, Brian. You know, as I said, my drive to work, Young's. If anyone drives down Young's Road in Amherst, you know what I'm talking about. It is. I think all the deer go there at night and hang out because not one drive to work have I not seen a deer either on the side, on the shoulder, having just uh, run across the street. Uh, deer to me. And it's more because I just, I hope my reaction time is right, right? I've been faced with it before. 
Obviously, one time it failed, and I hit one. Uh, but most of the time, my reaction time is good. But four in the morning, you know how your reaction can be. And I've, I'm always just very nervous until oh, it just startles you, even if you're not even close to it, right? Oh, yeah. Just boom. You hit the brakes no matter how far away it is. Yeah. You see a deer, you hit the brakes. And Yeah, so that's a big – I have not – I have to say, for as many deer as I've seen out and about, and I've probably seen more deer than ever hanging around front yards, um, out in just you know grassy areas, walking on sidewalks like trained dogs. Unbelievable. Yeah. As much as I've seen more of that than ever, it seems – I I have not yet, and you know I hesitate to say it. I have not yet had the deer in the road problem this year, and normally that's a big problem for me. It's almost as if they've learned, <laughs> right? Like I used to have a bunch of rabbits running around my backyard. Rabbits I see more in the roads than anything else, right. and then my uh, dogs just. It was ugly, Joe. Yeah. Um, and Poor I've rabbits. never had rabbits before in my backyard. So they've learned just yes. the whole species of animal. And maybe the deer have learned something, at least on the routes that I drive, because it very rarely see them on the road or by the road uh, when I used to all the time the past couple of years. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, in the last year, I have seen a family of deer I almost hit on Maple. Uh, they were obviously something was in the road they were uh, looking at. Um, and then twice in the middle of the day, whirly in transit, I saw two deer uh, near the road, near the road. And then, of course, I looked in my rear view and they sprint. They darted across whirly. And Brian, we're talking about noon, right? We're talking about midday and saw a deer on the 290 in the middle of the day uh, a few weeks ago. Um, so I'm surprised seeing them in the road in the middle of the day. You usually think of deer being a problem at night or right as the sun's coming up. Yeah, it's like snack time, uh, lunchtime deer walking yes. around all over the place. Um, someone said, uh, and this is true, uh, that I wouldn't care about anybody eating my landscaping because I can't grow anything. And yes, there it is. you are completely right. If a deer came in and ruined a bunch of landscaping, I'd think it's a nuisance too. And yeah, I don't really have much of that to worry about. But on the geese... This person said in uh, that the Cross Point Business Park off of North French had to close off one of its entrances because a goose was protecting its nest and chasing people. Here's the thing. These geese are mean. Yes. They're nasty ducks. And for me, it's not uh, anywhere around here. You, you, we see them every once in a while around here at work. It's all uh, where I uh, run, walk, do anything, a drive even sometimes. Around the water in the Tonawandas. We're Canal Fest. Canal Fest, if you're planning on coming to Canal Fest, watch out. The geese, <laughs> the geese have had their uh, summer-long Canal Fest going on there over the last two years. Right. And I think it really did explode when there were less people around. Oh, yeah. In 2020, and I've noticed more and more geese hanging out. The path, whether you are down by um, the Gratwick Park area... If you are down by where Mississippi Muds and Old Man River is, by the bar, uh, bike path over there in that park, if you are down by more of the downtown NT city of Tonawanda area, by the path, uh, by the event center, and by Dockside, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It is flooded with these Canada geese and their <laughs> droppings. Every single day. And I feel bad for whoever owns Dockside having to go out there 
every single day he must be on the uh, what should be a beautiful like uh, uh, brick walkway, beautiful patio right on the water, and he's just spraying down geese turds all day long, and it's impossible to keep up with it. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I've had my experience with a uh, with a mean goose geese. What is it? Mo- I mean, if there's one, it's just a goose. If it's one, it's just a goose. Okay, <laughs> so uh, protecting, you know, nest there uh, was making a delivery to an office, and now I'm not going to say anything bad about the office, but there was a lot of droppings around that no one had cl- cleaned up, and I can't imagine that was only a day's worth of droppings. Joe, I will defend wh- wherever it is you're talking about okay. because I know that there are crews out there cleaning it up, and every single day there's more everywhere. It. It takes probably a matter of hours for an entire pathway to just be littered with okay. geese droppings. So I walk in. I have a, it's a three. I, it takes three trips. I had a bunch of sub trays right by the third. And this every time the goose is you know making noises, looking at me. By the third entrance and leave, the the goose was on my my tail, and I haven't run that fast in a while. Um, but uh, that was my experience with a mean goose. You know, they talk about silly ge- silly goose. I've never seen a silly goose. I've seen a mean goose. I, the mean goose are all... <laughs> <laughs> they should. They should re... I'm never calling anyone a silly goose ever again. No, no. You're a mean goose. <laughs> I've, I've had enough run-ins where I don't like even being near. The, I run right. as far away as possible, and sometimes it's, I, have to, I have to go from a path... And, you know, this is like, you know, wow, big problem, Brian. But it is, it, it is kind of incredible... You know, 20 feet in uh, the other way into the road and running on the road, you know, trying to squeeze myself on the shoulder because it's just geese everywhere. Yeah, take it all over. across. It's, it is the, and it was a nuisance. I remember back in high school playing soccer, you're diving around in geese turds because they're just all over the fields and it's all over yourself. When we talked with Barb Haney, Barb is so great, does such great stuff for wildlife. <laughs> And she said it's actually not that gross because all they eat is grass, so it's really just grass in a different form. I'm sorry. No. It's poop. Yeah. I, 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 I can never think of it as grass in a different form. <laughs> I don't want to step in it. Someone also put that uh, that rats are a nuisance, and I would agree with that because well, yeah. if you have rats, they can do damage. Rats and mice can do damage to your home. Uh, they're disgusting. Uh, Yeah, that's the biggest one. It can also do damage to your business if someone sees a rodent running across the parking lot, which I did a few days ago. Won't say the business. That's not, I'm not going to do that. Uh, But, you know, it it can do a little bit of damage. Someone said uh, Amherst Bike Path, uh, walking from the JCC to the boulevard, and the geese have ruined totally parts of the path. It's every nice thing every you know think of how many like just nice things yeah all across western new york we see a politician with the podium before you know rails to trails nice thing to have and i applaud all of them can we with the upkeep on these nice things the geese have ruined the nice things that we've all been applauding for the last 10 years every nice path walkway water access summer event everything is being ruined by the geese. And Joe, I just, at what point, I mean, you know, I've seen the videos up there when they have to cut back on the herd of wolves in Alaska. 
It's time to cut back on the geese. I mean, just at what point is it? I'm yeah. just asking the question. Yeah. I'm not advocating for it. I don't want to be seen. I'm an animal lover. I'm just asking the, the question. The question is worth to be at. You're not supporting a particular answer. Maybe I am. But you're asking the question. I'm asking the question of when is it time to, at the very least, round them up and kick them on the other side of the border back to Canada? Yeah. I, I, I mean, we need answers to the questions. Fill I'll give you that. their Arrive Can app. <laughs> go through the whole thing. Give them the shot. Yeah. Here <laughs> send you go. them back up north. By the way, um, impressive. That person walked from the JCC to the boulevard. It's a nice walk. It's good. It's a good, good walk. Yeah, would be a better walk if, if you weren't dodging. <laughs> I have almost run into a goose because there are parts of the path by the water in Tonawanda where you have to watch where it's like playing hopscotch. And I'm just like, boom, 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 dodging all the crap. And all of a sudden I hear, Wah! like right in my face. And I almost ran into a goose because I'm too busy looking directly down, trying to avoid all the droppings. Right. I mean, what would you rather? Step in the droppings or, or step on the goose? <laughs> well, maybe the drop the the goose is mean. I feel like yeah. the goose can they're big. They can do some damage. They're scary. I'm not I'm not gonna risk it. I got some bare ankles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I can't imagine though it's easier for me to do if you're riding a bike. Through there, oh, yeah. I mean, it, especially down that area, it's so popular um, by like Mississippi mud and everything. Bikes all the time. I don't know how they avoid it. You, you can't. No, you're probably getting it sprayed up. We'll have to ask Rob Lucas. Yeah, around the corner, you're probably getting it sprayed up in your face. Oh, oh. but just saying, you have to say it like that. But it's just it's it's ruining everywhere, <laughs> and no one seems to want to do anything about it. I'm just saying, I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what's humane, but. I mean, come on! Like, can we can we build up? Uh, if we build a new peace bridge, will the the Canadian geese fly into that, and that takes care of the problem? Ooh, I mean, that's what I was told. It's, that's what I was told. <laughs> if those were the birds they were talking about, we should have did it. <laughs> As someone says, do we have a deal with the geese like George did with the pigeons? Great Seinfeld reference. Great point. I don't know. I don't. I don't know of a deal with the geese. Last I heard, the deal is off. We apparently. <laughs> Don't, because if you ever watch geese cross the road, oh yeah, they take their su- another reason why they're jerks. It's yeah. not just their attitude. They take their sweet old time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they'll just stop, take a look at all the traffic that's building up. Right, no cars can get through. Uh, it's unbelievable. You you know, it's just a it, the little geeselings, goslings, are so cute too, Joe. It's amazing that something so cute can grow up to be such a jerk, such a mean goose. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is all. We'll be back tomorrow. Hey, don't forget, tomorrow between 5 and 9, another chance to win tickets to see Bruce Springsteen. Buy, or win them before you can buy them. And then Brian and I will be back tomorrow at 9 o'clock. David is next here on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.